the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, October the 26th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on uh, 2001, President George W. Bush signed a USA Patriot Act, giving authorities unprecedented ability to search, seize, detain, or even eavesdrop in their pursuit of possible terrorists. Many conservatives felt who supported George Bush felt that he had gone a little bit too far with that one. Today in 1774, the First Continental Congress adjourned in Philadelphia. Today in 1825, the Erie Canal opened in upstate New York, opened up, it connected Lake Erie and the Hudson River. It opened up a lot of commerce back in 1825 and today as well. Today in 1861, the legendary Pony Express officially ceased operations. It gave way to the transcontinental telegraph. No longer, no longer a need for the Pony and the Express. They didn't, the la, actually the last run of the Pony Express wasn't today in 1861. It was, um, the next month, it was in November, I can't remember the date, but it was a couple of weeks after. But officially, the Pony Express went out of business today in 1861. Today in 1881, the gunfight at OK Corral took place in Tombstone, Arizona. Wyatt Earp and his two brothers, Doc Holliday, they confronted the uh, Clanton gang. Three members of the Clanton gang were killed. Earp's brothers and Holliday were wounded. And um, that story has become... Uh, famous, infamous, and told by many that that happened today in 1881. Have you ever been to Tombstone? I have. My son and I, Marjorie didn't want to go there, but my son and I actually drove down there from uh, Phoenix a few years ago. We were there on business, and and, uh, we drove down there. Man, it's a long ways. I thought it was like a short ways, but uh, I thought when we got to Tucson, we were there, but we weren't. But it was kind of interesting to us. I was kind of glad my wife didn't go. I don't think she'd have been all that interested in it, but we were, and we kind of enjoyed it. But anyway, that happened today in 1881 in Tombstone. Today in 1984, Baby Faye, a newborn with a severe heart defect, was given the heart of a baboon in an experimental transplant in Loba Linda, California. Baby Faye lived 21 days with the baboon heart. One year ago today, Amy Coney Barrett, was confirmed to the Supreme Court. Some people still haven't recovered from that, what they felt was a blow to our society and our culture. And Associated Press is going off about that this morning. They wrote some on that and talked about how deeply divided the vote was and how controversial she is. She's not controversial at all. She's very smart. One of the smartest, probably one of the quickest-minded people on the Supreme Court. She's very conservative, and I think we'll see that as she rules over, but she's not, doesn't feel like she owes anybody anything from what I can gather and what she says. But it's interesting how the left always demand equality, 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 unless the woman 
or the person speaking, Larry Elder in California, running for governor, didn't succeed but had an enormous backing recently over the recall that didn't happen, unfortunately. But they're always the left is always for the minority, the ethnicity, the woman. Unless it's a, the woman or the minority is a conservative, then it all changes. And that shows just how superficial this kind of thinking really is. In fact, it's most of the time it's used as a tool to ad- advance the leftist, the progressive, so-called progressive agenda. I don't know if you've heard of the Babylon Bee, not Babylon like Nebuchadnezzar, but it's just called the Babylon Bee. It's a website that puts out news. It's like a news organization. It puts out news, news stories, but they're not true. But it's a parody. It's kind of like a, a comic, you know, standing up in a crowd and doing their routines, it, it, kind of. But it, that they couch it like a, like, like a uh, news story. And it has created more than one uh, bead of sweat on the lip and forehead of a of a of a liberal. But anyway, if you haven't heard, someday you might want to just check that out. It's kind of funny, actually. Some of it is. Some of it is concerning. But nonetheless, that's what they do. The Babylon Bee. So if you hear that term, and if you weren't aware of that, that's basically what it is. But if they had been asked to write this national gender strategy that President Biden and his Vice President Harris posted on the White House website on Friday late in the day, it wouldn't look any different than something you would expect to read in the Babylon, in the Babylon Bee. They actually released this to the world, and it's on our We the People's White House website. The fact sheet on this thing contains every buzzword and every policy, just kind of a cockamamie kind of a policy that you would expect to hear from a progressive activist with a degree in gender studies. It's something you would expect to read on the Babylon Bee. It's make-believe, but this isn't. They're dead serious. The Biden-Harris administration issues the first ever national gender strategy it starts uh, with to advance the full participation of all people, including women and girls. Well, who can oppose that? I mean, I love women. I mean, women are a gift from God. My wife and I, I mean, we were high school sweethearts, been married from a young age, and she and I, I man, their women are tremendous. I mean, they're a gift from God. They mother children. I mean, they're wonderful. I have two daughters. I have three, I have two granddaughters, three granddaughters. And uh, three granddaughters, and now I, very recently, our first great granddaughter. Women are tremendous. Who doesn't want women to be able to follow their dream? So it begins with this about women and girls, but it quickly devolves into something very different than that. If these women and girls don't fit into the matrix, and the agenda of the far left, like Amy Coney Barrett, for example, they're out. This doesn't apply to them. And yet Biden and Harris are putting the full force of the United States and our $3 trillion income every year behind what they see as the most important issue that the government of the United States of America must address in America and globally. 
I'm not I'm I'm not assuming anything. I'm telling you what they say on this thing. It's long. I just want to touch on it for a moment and move along, but they said no country in the world has achieved gender equality. We are at the inflection point. The COVID-19 pandemic has fueled a health crisis, an economic crisis, a caregiving crisis that have magnified the challenges that women and girls, especially women and girls of color, have long faced. It has also exacerbated a shadow pandemic of gender-based violence in the United States and around the world. These overlapping crises have underscored that for far too long, the status quo has left too many behind. That is the, the plan of our president. While the world is going to hell in a handbasket and America is unraveling at our beautiful, well-woven seams, woven by our founders who read the Bible and actually knew what it said, that's his agenda now. That's what he plans to do. He wants to be as no other country in the world in achieving gender equality because we're at an inflection point. They use words. I mean, they throw out words that they're just making up words all the time. And it's to bury people who are concerned and want to figure out what they're up to. It's just to bury your mind. They keep coming up with new words, this intersectionality. I mean, it, 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 everybody, a lot of people, are churches are using it now, but man. Anyway, they say in this document that if it were just some politician, I wouldn't even be mentioning it. But he's the president of the United States with Kamala Harris standing six inches behind him, waiting herself to become president of the United States. He said, the president said this moment in his document, this moment demands that we build back better. It requires that we acknowledge and address longstanding gender discrimination and the systemic barriers to full participation and that have held back women and girls. And it requires that we bring the talent and potential of all people to bear, uh, to face the challenges of our time. That's why the Biden-Harris administration established the White House Gender Policy Council, and it goes on and on, and the first ever national strategy on gender, gender equity and equality, which sets forth an aspirational vision and a comprehensive agenda to advance gender equity and equality. And, and Anyway, that's I'm just giving you some sense of it. They highlight, they have talking points in it, and they're, they're there. I mean, they're intended for people to acquaint themselves with and go out and use these talking points. The press already is. Not surprisingly, but this, the strategy also adopts, they say, an intersectional approach that considers the barriers and challenges faced by those who experience intersecting and compounding forms of discrimination and bias related to gender, race, and other factors, including sexual orientation, ethnicity, religion, disability, age, and socioeconomic status. So anybody that feels like they're, they're being somehow mistreated, He's going to give them a platform and a safe space. He goes through a whole bunch of strategic talking points. One of them is, I mean, there's just a bunch here, but one of them is is ensure that people have equal access to good jobs, including by addressing persistent gender discrimination and systemic barriers. That's a reference to systemic racism, of course. 
The president says we will address sexual violence in conflict settings. The elevated risk of violence that is facing women. These are the categories. Women, human rights defenders. In other words, anyone, BLM, if anybody raises a hand against them, you're going to hear from the Biden administration and the power and force of the United States government bureaucracy. Human rights defenders, this is who this is planned to to protect. Women, human rights defenders, activists in general, and politicians. It's to promote the safety and fair treatment of all people in the justice and immigration systems. And he says to accomplish this, he will build on the historic work of the Affordable Care Act and continue to expand and improve health care globally. The president says he will defend constitutional right to safe and legal abortion in the United States established in Roe v. Wade and promote access to sexual and reproductive health and rights both at home and abroad. Around the world, it's a global outrage. It goes on and on and on, but I just wanted you to be aware of that because that'll be woven into a number of news stories and commentaries that'll be out there in the news, print and electronic news as we go forward. John 16:33 John wrote these words I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace in whom not John but Jesus Jesus said I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the world you will have tribulation but take heart I have overcome the world. Let's make a deal. Today, whatever I say and whatever you hear throughout the course of this day, let's agree that we're going to keep in our mind that Jesus Christ has overcome the world. I am absolutely certain of that because he said it. And he is the God himself. The Trinity, God the Son, and he said, I have overcome the world. So keep that in mind as we look at this crazy, mixed-up world. But keep in mind as well that God's Word in just tells us repeatedly to be informed, not, not, not to check out, and not to become uninformed, because people are destroyed, God's people for lack of knowledge. So keep that in mind. Story was written in almost every newspaper in America, and it was told breathlessly on radio and television and satellite electronic news broadcast. A senior Biden health appointee who made history when she became the nation's highest ranking openly transgender official has also become its first openly transgender four-star general. That's the beginning of this story. It's an interesting story. It's a sad story. It's a revealing story, to say the least. Tony Perkins, who heads up Family Research Council, himself a veteran, I think a Marine, he wrote this on their website yesterday. Democrats have a new strategy to enhance the security of Americans. Fire those who provide it. 
On Thursday, the U.S. Navy became the latest branch of the military to announce it will discharge sailors who don't meet their their definition of fully vaccinated. He goes on, fully vaccinated are already suffering harassment. He goes on then to introduce this story. He talks about about the fact that this Rachel, now formerly Richard Levine, apparently, he says, marking Levine, the highest ranking person who identifies as transgender in the government, wasn't enough. He said, now the PR campaign that's offensive to men and women in the armed forces, the president's team fanned out across the networks, calling it a historic appointment and the first female four-star officer across the uniformed services. Of course, that isn't accurate, Tony Perkins says, on a number of levels, not the least of which is that Levine is a man. And he is. He's pretending to be a woman and the world and our world, America, and our leadership, our elected leadership, is worshiping as a woman. He is. He is a woman. Why is he a woman? Because he said he's a woman. He identifies as a woman. Tony Perkins continues. He said, it's also a lie. (laughs) Allie Stuckey points out that it's a great insult to Michelle J. Howard, the first real real female four-star admiral promoted by the Navy. Under, you guessed it, Joe Biden. End of quote, Tony Perkins. He goes on to say a lot more about that. But this story is being published. It's being run as a breakthrough in, in like morality for America. And the, the, the news media can't get enough of this. And they can't stop talking about it. And that's why I'm talking about it a little bit today. The national celebratory story continues. And they're all saying the same thing. I mean, you can read the story in the Seattle Times or the Washington Post. It's the same words. Associated Press wrote a great deal of it, but there's other news sources that have written other copies of the same story that are showing up all over the place. Whether you live in, you know, Mapton, Washington or New York City, I mean, it's there. Mapton doesn't have a TV. I know where Mapton is. Many of you don't, but I do. Some of you listening do. Rachel Levine, formerly known as Richard, married Martha Peasley Levine in 1988. He was in his last year medical school. The couple had two children. Richard began transitioning in 2011. And in 2013, the couple was divorced. Well, I can imagine. In an interview, Levine stressed that, quote, unquote, her, she is not a her, she, he is a man. I'm quoting the news media here, but I'm not making the statement. I will not refer to Rachel as a man. Rachel is not a man. Rachel's a Richard who really needs help. Richard does not need to be leading this country. Richard needs help. But anyway, in an interview, Levine stressed that her, quote-unquote, new position as an admiral was not just symbolic and that, quote-unquote, she would take a leadership role in shaping the public health core priorities and leading America. As you can imagine, raised more than a few eyebrows, Tom Fitton, he's the president of the legal group Judicial Watch. He posted on Facebook, I think it was Friday, he said, Biden gang playing quota politics with public health service. Well, indeed. But Jim Banks, he's a U.S. representative, the House of Representatives from Indiana, 
conservative guy, a Christian, and a military guy, retired. He served. He posted, quote, the title of first female four-star officer gets taken by a man. Well, that post was removed with a reference to Twitter, to Twitter rules that include a ban on targeting misgendered or transgender people. And this is a, a look at what our future looks like as these people continue to do what they're doing. While China is building up to rule the world, Iran is on the cusp of having nuclear weapons, and Russia is wishing they had more money so they could be more active in dominating and world domination. Joe Biden is obsessed with transgenders, not only in talking about them, but promoting them when they desperately need help. I have the heart of a pastor, and I'm telling you, I've dealt with these things in the past. They do not need affirmation and celebration. They need to be helped because they are living contrary to the laws of nature and nature's God. That is not the way we were created. We are not something that evolved out of a pit somewhere or a piece of slime or whatever. We are people who desperately need help. Our creator made us male and female. And when a government or an individual takes a stand against that, they need help. They're calling out for help. Well, we celebrate this. This is not unlike what they were doing in Babylon when they hand wrote the message on the wall. It's not unlike that. The post was removed that Banks put up on Twitter. Twitter froze his site. He's standing by his post. He said over the weekend, he said, my tweet was a statement of fact. And he's right. There's no science that says a male can transition and become a female or vice versa. We are kidding ourselves. And the world is sitting back and saying, what in the world happened to America? Banks also said, big tech doesn't have to agree with me, but they shouldn't be able to cancel me. And Jim Banks said this. He said, if they silence me, they will silence you. He said to the public and to his colleagues. He said, you can't allow big tech to prevent us from telling the truth. It's brazen. It's breathtaking. How quickly we've shed the cloak of even the pretense of regarding truth about anything. There's this new pamphlet. It started out at Cambridge University in, in, in England, but it's now getting into our campuses. It's being circulated and it's being studied and used as a guide. Union Women's Campaign started the thing, as I said, in Cambridge, but now it's out there and kids here in America have it. As trans activists accrue cultural power and consolidate their territorial gains, their movement has begun the process of doing what all revolutionaries inevitably do, hunt down and punish dissenters. They aren't subtle about it either. Jim Banks was the one who was hunted and published. This eight-page Eight-page pamphlet. I wrote an article about this today at faithandfreedom.us. That's our website. And I put a link to several things on the article I wrote today. And we write one every day. It's published. It's read really pretty extensively in in a number of, of countries, a lot of countries, in fact, outside the U.S. But nonetheless... I put uh, I talk a little bit about this eight-page uh, pamphlet, and I put a link to it there. You can actually see the thing if you want to go on there, faithandfreedom.us. 
And you'll see an article about this subject today if you go on there today. But it be, it, the, the pamphlet is a, a study guide to guide activists uh, to do and to advance this particular agenda on college and university campuses. As I said, it begun at Cambridge. But it says, transliberation is part of feminism. Fighting for autonomy and freedom must be a fight for everyone, and there should be no room for transphobia or trans-exclusionary radical feminists. The, the acronym for that is T-E-R-F, and they refer to TERF all the time. Well, that's what it means. Not T-U-R-F, but T-E-R-F. Trans-exclusionary radical feminist in feminist organizing. TERFs, we are told, are basically trash because they have a conservative, I'm quoting from this pamphlet, they have a conservative, binary, essentialist conception of sex as the be-all and end-all, and a deep hatred of trans women couched in the language of feminism and feminist theory. Have you got that? <laughs> no, me neither. I mean, this is crazy. It's insanity by another name. The pamphlet closes with a suggested reading list to inoculate the Allies from falling prey to these turfs or to turfism. <laughs> I mean, man, that's what these kids are studying. And they're spending time on it, and they're acting out. Colleges and universities. That's why Joe Biden can walk around, I mean, as mentally impaired as he is, and get results in this field because university students who are bright and awake and not impaired are buying this stuff. It's a delusion. It's a satanic delusion. And they're acting on it. The State Department said this on a tweet that they put out, our State Department, the United States of America, today on International Pronouns Day, I'll bet you didn't know we had a International Pronouns Day. Well, we do. Our government told the world this, and they were aware of it. I suppose others were as well. I wasn't. But anyway, they said, our State Department, today on International Pronouns Day, that was last week, we share with many people list pronouns on their email and social media profiles from, for more information, go here and blah, blah, blah. And um, it says, learn, learn on, uh, read on to learn why, why it matters and what pronouns you use to refer to people and how the United States embraces sharing pronouns. Although our State Department was widely mocked, they soldier on for their cause. Biden says, no, we're going to stay with it. Donald Trump Jr., he saw this. He tweeted, if I'm uh, Xi Jinping, the leader of China, the Communist Party there, he said, I took one look at that tweet, and then I invade Taiwan. At this rate, we should probably just go ahead and learn our pronouns in Mandarin. Oh, yeah, by the way, Trump Jr. said, what were the pronouns of all the Americans you abandoned to the Taliban? And I think that raises the point and the question, is, should America be obsessed with this kind of thing? This is what they will likely be focused on over the next coming months because Biden's approval rating is so has fallen so far that they're grasping for something that they think the public will grasp and, and they can kind of gender their support and get it back up a little bit with on with elections coming up next year and certainly in uh, 2024. So I think this is what's going on. It, I don't know that they actually believe what they're saying, but they're putting it out there. And that is the face of America in the world today. 
and the biblical Christian church better be prepared and better be informed. We do the best we can here with it, and thank you so much for supporting us, helping us to pay our bills. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Hey, we'll continue this conversation tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.